What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Say It In Four, a show where we give four popular opinions about four pressing topics. I know I've got a lot to say this week about a lot of these different topics, so let's jump right into it. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about here today is a lot of things going on in the media with Dave Chappelle. Um, most recently, he uploaded a, you know, a topic called Unforgiven, where he's talking about owning the rights to some of his work, and he didn't feel too great about some of the things that Netflix was doing with his content. Um, Shanetta, have you have you had a chance to look into that and tell me what you think? Yeah, I did actually. First of all, Dave Chappelle is a genius, man. He's the only one who can say whatever he wants, do whatever he wants, and gets away with it. That show is it was filled with gems and just so much valuable information. But as far as the whole Netflix thing, um, so what happened? He basically called Netflix up and was like, yo, I don't, I don't appreciate y'all running my stuff. And um, they pulled it. They pulled it. And I think that was smart on Netflix um, to go ahead and appease him in that way because it helps preserve that relationship for future work. So um, I'm actually, it's also running on HBO Max and he actually asked people not to watch it on HBO Max. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know if if uh, HBO will follow suit with Netflix. I'll say this. Um, you know, having had a chance for um, you know, for to talk about that with Dave Chappelle and you know, owning the rights to your work, I don't think Netflix did anything wrong. Um, but you know, in terms of where he was in the st- stage of his career at the time when they offered him that deal, I mean, it was probably like he said. I think from what I remember, it worked for him at the time, but it wasn't. That doesn't mean it was right. Um, well, that's why you gotta have you gotta have people look at the contract, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we are. <laughs> it, it was it was Comedy Central, actually. Yeah, they um he made the deal with Comedy Central, and everything about the contract was legit, you know. So, but I think Comedy Central, you know, messed themselves up. They could have patched that relationship, you know, and. You know, they're still I mean, out here, you know, giving the rights to other other people to use. And, you know, entertainers and like different artists, they're so desperate to get a deal, whether it's a yeah. record deal or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that they're just willing to sign anything. And you can't yeah. sign anything. You yeah. got to have people so that you yeah. really, really trust. Look at the paperwork, understand the paperwork and say, look, this is not a good deal. If it's not a good deal, you don't sign it. Simple yeah. as that. You know, at the same time, though, it gave him fame. It didn't give him the money he wanted, but it gave him the fame to then make the money. That's true. So you got to kind of look at it like that, too. Yeah. How far are you willing? What kind of loss are you willing to take in the beginning? You know? Right. Well, I think like you the- said, but I think it's true, like you said, like a lot of people get into like the industry and Dave Chappelle, through all his comedy sketches, he breaks it down about the industry. And he, like he said yeah. recently, the industry is a monster. You know, yeah. people are selfish and greedy and they're doing anything for coin. So they don't, they'll yeah. sit, they're selling their souls. So like, yeah. this isn't like, I, it's just, it's funny because it's like, remember he went for a hiatus for a long time. You right. remember? Would well, you even think that the deal was no clear though at the point in time when he signed that deal? I mean, he needed money, right? He was young. He needed, um, he was looking for a break. Um, everything in terms of what he needed at that point in time and what they could give in terms of, you know, them being a company is what the deal that was on the sign. So can you really be mad later? If he I mean, it's was- just messed up because it's like these people that work in these corporations, they have this, the insight of, you know, what goes on. There's a lot of uh, demonic and evil things that happens. And it's like, 
some people are just like used as puppets. You know what I'm saying? They, they're opportunists. So they're going to take somebody, oh, they see something in Dave Chappelle, they're going to use that and make profit off of him. So it's like, to me, it's like this like slave mentality in a sense. So yeah, he has the name. For us, he's looked at it like, yo, that's Dave Chappelle, like put respect on his name. But when we talk about the big wigs and the people that's running these corporations, it's like, yeah, let's, we're making all this money off of him. Yeah, keep it going. Let's keep the fans happy. But for us, it's like, we're getting the benefit out of it. You know, I listen. In all, in, in all fairness to the studios and everything, I, and even record labels, in the beginning, I think it's fair because they're taking on the majority of the risk. And, you know, so they're putting up the money, they're, you know, doing the promoting and all of that. They're, get, they're put, taking on the risk and they don't know if they're going to make that money back. But um, once the show was such a huge success as it was, they absolutely should. right. In a nutshell, if you're, watch, if you're watching the show right now, do not watch the Dave Chappelle show any no. longer. That's, it. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> That's what right. we try to say in four minutes. Don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Don't watch <laughs> it. Don't show or Netflix. HBO Max. Don't watch it. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Dave, uh, excuse me, Kevin Hart had a new Netflix special as well. Um, and I would say on a scale from one to ten, if you ask me, you know where that where that performance ranked for um for Kevin Hart, it wasn't wasn't one of his greatest performance. Um, because his content to me seemed a little bit dry. But I don't know. What did you, what did you think about it, Chanel? If you if you had a chance to take a look. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Heart, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> he was trying to make the most basic thing, the most funniest thing. And I was like, yo, bro, you're not funny, yo. Like you talk about all oh, the COVID and the, <laughs> you know, he's like extra. And I'm like, there's a meme with Stephen A. Smith. And if anybody's like a sports fan, you know, he's an analyst, you know, he's mad, hyper, energetic. Every, anybody that knows Stephen A. Smith, where it was like his face, it was like, um, you know, he has that little dumbfound face, like, so it was like this face at the beginning of the show. Yeah. This face at the middle of the show. And this face at the end of the show. So like, I know I'm not the only one that feels like, oh, this first, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Hart. It was No, 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 I'm sorry. So, I mean, I no. think it was yes, that. It was. I think it, it was. Yeah, I think it was Where's that bad down? though. Because, really? But you guys, anybody that liked what? Kevin Hart, you guys created that monster. Right, he's not funny, not to me. Right, I think Dave Chappelle was better than him. We were just oh. talking about Dave. I think Dave. Oh, was absolutely, of course, I'll say this real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to say this. The only thing that I did take away from that Netflix special is uh, Kevin Hart got a really nice house for you to be able to uh, he do stand up inside <laughs> your house, you got to be doing that's something. That's a fact. Well, that's probably the only right. thing I took away from that Netflix special. He, he said that. he was in his house, but Cat Williams was uh, throwing shade. Cat Williams saying, nah, that ain't his house. You know, but Cat uh, Williams did probably, probably, Cat Williams is funny, though. <laughs> I will, no, but Cat Williams is funny. Like, Cat Williams, to me, I would rather see Cat Williams than Kevin Hart. No Same. offense. I mean, Same. Kevin Hart is Same. cool. Okay. Same. Nah. So, no. No. Kevin, Why you say no, Kevin Shana? Hart. Team Kevin Hart. Nah, it was good. You know what? It's it's harder as you get more successful, you know, because your content changes and his fans are used to his silly stuff. But, but it ain't funny no more. That. It ain't funny. He's tired of doing that. He's maturing. And, you know, mm. so he's just trying See, to See, no, different. I don't know. No. Because Dave Chappelle has been consistent <laughs> from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He was funny back then and he's still funny now. But Even right. though he's been seasoned and con- you know what I'm saying? But if you remember, a different uh-huh. breed. Yeah, 
if you remember so Dave from like if you remember Dave from like Half Baked, also um what was that other joint? Blue Street. Daddy professor. Daddy professor. <laughs> yeah. So he was the Kevin Hart at yeah. that time. And then gradually he changed, right? So yeah. now we know Dave Chappelle as this like person who does like yeah. dry humor, you know, and sometimes it's funny, but then sometimes it's not funny to me, the right. dry humor. Right, right, right. You know, so let's talk like about, we're talking about huge artists. We just talked about uh, Dave Chappelle, you know, in, in the stand up comedy, um, as well as Kevin Hart. Now let's, let's transition a little bit. Um, the other night was the AMAs, big awards, right? We got the Grammys coming up soon as well. Um, at the AMAs, I was disappointed by some of those um, nominations and winners, but um, J-Lo's <laughs> performance was a hot topic, really huge topic saying um, something, you know, storylines along the line that she stole some of Beyonce's choreography, her theme, her style. Um, is, it, is it really stealing Queen B's style or is it just her, you know, reinventing the wheel a little bit different now? Um, you know, we're in a COVID space, so she probably didn't have as much originality in her head to, to, to think of something though. You know, I think that I think that Jenny from the block needs to go back to the block. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> go back to the block. Uh, take the six. Go oh, back on the six okay. train. Honestly, yeah, because her Castle creativity, Hill. her creativity is going down the drain. And okay. I just you think that it's, it's I think but she just give it up. I'm sure she got show <laughs> directors and whatever that you know what she should yeah. It it was I watched both. I had to go back and watch, but I'm like, mm, I'm gonna go back is to it? Book. It was like think? the hair, the the outfit, the hair, the hair, the outfit. and the hair. Right. And the, it was a complete. But they were pretty different. Oh, no, no originality. She should have said, "Oh, I that Beyonce's performance inspired me." Maybe she should have said exactly. That. Right. You know? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's my I, issue because J Lo don't never. Right. I feel yeah. like a lot of J Lo songs was like Ashanti was like doing J Lo songs. You know what I'm saying? People was like, I'm real. No, that was Ashanti's vocals. Yeah. And Jennifer singing. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. People don't know that. Wow. People don't know that. So Jenny, the thing about Jenna, like uh, J Lo, yo, she's a great actress. She's a great dancer, but she's a great performer. But I just feel like it. To me, I had like um, drunken love. It reminded me of Drunken Love. And then Ooh. it was the same kind of performance from the Grammys. When Beyonce did the Grammys, yeah. it was like the same thing with the chair, the lights, the look. And I'm just like, I don't, oh, I'm not Jenny trying to like discredit J-Lo. Right? She's because... putting together some originality. She was at the, she did, she had gone to the Super Bowl. I mean, her and Shakira did crazy at the Super Bowl. That, that got Yeah, like but they're on the, twer they, but they're twerking on the, the, with the American flag on the pole. Like, like who does that for <laughs> a Super Bowl with kids and family watching that? There's no excuse for that, bruh. J-Lo, everybody keeps thinking because Beyonce's like the big star. So everybody thinks like, oh, like if somebody copies off Beyonce's look, blah, 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 blah. But it was like that for Beyonce back in the day when Aaliyah was out because everybody wanted to be like Aaliyah. And Beyonce uh, was copying off Aaliyah. I don't they think all... so. I, I don't think so. What? Aaliyah? No. Bro. <laughs> not at all. She, what? Uh, Beyonce was copying like okay. Aaliyah? See, listen. No, Aaliyah. I'm not tripping. You bugging. Go ahead. I think you guys, <laughs> I think you guys, Aaliyah, and I, I'm going to say this. This is going to be the first time ever, probably, on Say It In 4, right? You uh -huh. guys gave Aaliyah way too much credit. God wow. rest her soul. God wow. rest her soul. I think that she's overrated. I think that she's overrated. Aaliyah only gave us no, like five songs. Like four or five songs. She, she didn't even get the chance to prove five herself. Five songs? Her last album herself. was fire. What are you talking about? No, you bugging, bro. And I mean, wow. she did Romeo Almost Everybody Died. Everybody wanted she to be Romeo like her. Died. That was good. Great actress. Yes. Oh, right. Man. Beautiful. But I mean, nah. Maybe not her acting skills and, you know, Queen of the Damned or something, but her music? Yeah. 
Nah. nah. <laughs> one in a million. One in a million. Rock the boat. And what else? <laughs> That's it. You have no, nothing else. Back and forth. Agent number. Back and forth. What are you talking about? We need a resolution. Need a resolution. Okay, that's three. That's three. Um, but I don't. I don't think that Beyonce was trying to be a Leah, though. I don't. I don't think that. Now, if you said something along the lines of like Ciara or Carrie Hilston, whatever her name is, I would say, okay, cool. Carrie Hilson or Ciara. Yeah, I can see. No, I can see that. But what I'm saying is, back in the day with Destiny's Child, everybody was trying to be like Aaliyah. Back back then, it was like Brandy, Monica. Aaliyah, you know what I'm saying? Destiny's Child was popping. No I'm way. not taking away from Beyonce. No but everybody was trying no. to have her swag. No way. So, you know, transition to talking about a lot of these different megastars. We're just talking about J-Lo. Um, just talking about, you know, Aaliyah, some of these artists that are out there. Now, I'm not sure if you heard, but um, Taylor Swift is in the process of re-recording her music. I didn't even know that because she didn't, she don't own the masters and the rights to her, to her work. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, artists are approaching these record labels and these executives in terms of wanting them to get a bigger cut out of, you know, the content they're putting out there. But I think, you know, also being that the record labels, the, the driving engine to give them the voice, um, do you think these artists have the right and they should be putting themselves in a position when they're not at a superstar level to be requesting, you know, X amount off the top of that work? You can't, I can't be mad at the businesses because at the end of the day, when artists sign deals with industries, they have to understand is that these industry executives, they're looking at these artists as investments, right? So when they get the deal, everything's an investment. That money that they get, if they get a $5 million deal to be with Sony Entertainment, that money is also going to be allocated for other the positions, producers, the stylists, the, um, you know, the set, all these different roles that where that money gets allocated towards. So as far as them wanting to have masters, the thing with an artist is that the artist is always going to be the short end of the stick. It, that's really what it comes down to. And these artists, and I feel like a lot yeah. of these, it sucks. And then the thing is, a lot of these corporations, the reason why they do that is because they keep that money going. They own the masters and they can keep making money off the song and off the song. And that's just putting money back into their business. So that money's being recycled into the thing. And maybe this artist don't even have the rights to it where they have to keep paying um, the corporations. Look at P. Diddy, for an example. Everybody that's worked on Bad Boy Records, they still, P. Diddy is still making money off of these artists. Mace, about three months ago, wrote a message on Twitter and said, all these years that I've been by your side, producing your songs and doing your music, you know, I, you still won't even let me own the masses of my, my, my thing. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't own anything. It's disgusting. Right. So I would say, so let me, let me talk. So speaking to that, right? If you're smart enough as an artist to know that you want to own the rights to music and that's what you get paid on royalties and all that stuff, why are you signing these long-term deals? Why are you signing right. a five-album deal? Because they're desperate that's, in the beginning. They need to sign yeah, contracts so then maybe let them renegotiate their contract later. But... In the, in the, you know, with the evolution of technology, it's really put the, the ball in the, the artist's hands. Like, they can, they have more power, they can control. Record labels are going to phase out soon. Like, you really that don't one. need them as much. I mean, yeah, they can get you out there faster and, you know, uh, get you to the masses, you know, faster and all of that. But it's, you know, it's going to come at a cost. So you got to say, hmm, do I want this quick money? Or do I want ownership right. and, you know, and that, control later? And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Dave Chappelle. Pretty much these artists are trying to Contracts. do exactly what Dave didn't do, right? But once yeah. again, if you're a new artist, um, you got to prove something to me. 
I'm just not going to give you ownership <laughs> if you're right. not proving it. And, that, and that's fair. That's yeah. fair, right. That's fair. So they'll that's be like, fair. who are you? So I think the yeah. best thing to do is just to come out, start it yourself, be independent, and that's it. If you start out as independent, right, you don't get the same back in terms of promotion. You don't get the same right. volume, marketing, audience, where you're with Epic Records, right, or the Columbia Records. They, everyone knows that name. So they put you out there in Times Square on a billboard. We got this artist coming out in, you know, in the next month. Boom, you don't really have to do too much talking, right? Because now you got the name and the brand back and behind you. Right. Yeah. As an artist, you have yeah. to figure out a way to who to go to, what nightclub or what radio station you want to play your music. It's so a lot of work. You got you got to hustle though. You, you got to do the legwork. They and, don't want to do the legwork. They don't want to do the legwork. Yeah. And the, <laughs> so, and the businesses do the legwork. Right. Yeah. Save up yeah. some cash, save up some money, and then go out there and market yourself. That's all you got to do. It might take exactly. a little bit longer. But then would you rather do that or sign this terrible deal and then on the back end? You're screwed. Yeah. Complaining on Instagram to your, your followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to do that. Yeah. Meg is, you know, <laughs> she was just talking about something else, complaining about her contract. So why are you guys constantly signing these contracts if you keep on getting screwed Ooh, over? Right. I know. You signed the contract. And it was the company's backing who made you who you are today. Right. So, you know, it's like just take you signed it, just take it and keep it moving. Like, that was the choice you made to get to where you are. Live with it, keep it moving. Yeah. So I'll say this real quick before we uh, connect. Um, I know with a lot of these artists, they're young. You know, some of them are 18 years old, like Dave, I forget how old he said he was when he um, signed his deal. But you know, a lot of guys, in, especially in the music business now, they're younger. You know, they're 18 years old, you're 17 years old. And even you can go, they can go ask their parents for advice, but I'm pretty sure like probably half of their parents don't even have no idea about contract negotiations, lawyers that get involved, uh, you know, they, they, they want to cut for themselves as well as an agent or whatever the case may be. But it gets stickier the younger you get, because then you have a lot of other people around you that are influencing your decisions yeah. doing it at the age of maybe 25, 26, 27 years old, we have a little bit more idea how to how to talk to people and maneuver that industry. But Speaking about lots of money, <laughs> uh, let's talk about that too. You know, a little piece of that money pie, that money talk. NBA's been going crazy. Um, <laughs> I see the shaking of the head there, uh, Terrence. Yeah. How do you guys feel about $195 million, $200 million contracts for guys that are the age of, you know, 22 years old? Do you think they put in enough time? I mean, three, four years of qualifying time, according to their calendar, means, you know, you if you put in the service and you did the work, you valid, right? So there's one, well, there's two that I want to talk about, right? <laughs> Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum. That's what I want to talk about. Jason Tatum just signed the deal, $195 million for the next five years. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> How old is he, Josh? 22? Tatum just turned, I believe, 22 years old. 22 years old. 22 or 23 years old. That, listen, so, so if I made it to the league, then that money would be fine. So allow me to hate real quick. I didn't make it to the league. <laughs> I didn't make it to the league. So with that being said, I think these guys are making entirely too much money. Straight up. But look. If the organizations can afford to pay them that, then, hey, get your money. $195 million, that's especially a, yeah, right now during COVID and everything. They must yeah, that's $40 million, you said, right? In five years. So much money. Hey. Yeah. $40 million. $40 we'll million that money. It's crazy. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm sorry. No. I think it's just 22. You know, I mean, some of these guys, I think 
T, I was talking to you about this a couple of days ago. A lot of these guys don't even bring in the haul of the most of their money off of an NBA contract. They bring it in off of endorsements. Lamelo Ball, how much did he just sign for on Puma, uh, Terrence? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much that was. Hundred million dollars just yeah. from a sneaker. Yeah, just from one sneaker at the age Wait, of Wait, just from what? Just from signing <laughs> a sneaker. A sneaker. Hundred million. Hundred million. <laughs> she said. <laughs> she had to look at and look look back real quick. A hundred million dollars at the age of uh, I believe he's nineteen now. For, for a sneaker deal with Puma. That's crazy. So, wow. I mean, you know, guys mm. are getting the money younger. Um, you know, these yeah. contracts are ballooning, but a lot of people probably don't understand what goes into these contracts. You know, some of them um, based off of TV deals, right? So just like we were talking about owning the rights and who got the contracts to this, a lot of these networks own the rights. So make deals, partnerships with the NBA to say, you can only contract on my channel for the next five years. Like the next 10 years of Super Bowl, they already know where the Super Bowl is going to be and on what network because they signed a deal with the NFL. So though that money running, that revenue coming in, it's definitely, um, it seems that, you know, that that's where all that money's coming from, from those players. So if they can pay it, I like I like Sharnetta said, I agree. I agree that why not, right? Now, how do you feel? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to take away from somebody making any money. I mean, when you're running up and down the court, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think of like Kawhi Leonard, for instance, you know, he brought the championship for Toronto Raptors and they was already willing to give him a free home. They have restaurants with his picture on there where he can eat for free. You know what I'm saying? And it's like for someone to get paid $40 million to be playing a sport. I mean, I get that they have money to allocate that, the, that money for players, but I just feel like that's a little bit too much. What about these doctors? Right. What about like these people out here that are doing jobs that's more meaningful, not to say anything against sports, my family's in sports and all that. But what, all I'm seeing is like, I feel like the doctors, the people that are sacrificing and dealing with the COVID, um, all the frontline workers, all of those first responders, like I would rather them get $40 million. They're getting no sleep. They're walking nonstop, making sure that our lives is in the, in the best shape possible. I just don't see how forty million is allocated for a basketball player. I don't well, think they should get more than fifteen million dollars per why year. Why not? If they're bringing in if someone takes your image, if right? They bringing in how much? Yeah, they bringing in to these organizations how much, and you only want them to get fifteen? Nah, nah, this is making you money. Pay me, right? But that's a lot of money, and there's a lot of different <laughs> occupations, right? Um, basic jobs where they're making millions and millions of dollars and they're paying somebody 10 bucks an hour, right? They're not paying somebody a hundred bucks an hour. They're paying 10. So they do not have to pay these athletes $40 million a year. I think that's crazy. <laughs> even well, remember, yeah. even Gordon crazy. Hayward, that's crazy to me. He was injured for the last three years. He came back and now he got a deal. For um, at where? Charlotte? Charlotte for uh, four years, 120 million, I believe. That's crazy. And you've been injured for the last three Whoa! years. Yeah. You haven't been working <laughs> for the last three years. Like well, what's your excuse for that? But exactly. is it the NBA making money off of him by using his branding with his likeness and putting his face on promo? They're still using his name, right? So he's still got to try yeah. to get get some money off of it somewhere if they're still putting his face and image out there, which is Nobody the fight likes Gordon Hayward. Nobody even knows that guy. <laughs> 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 he, he probably don't even have to Gordon dribble a ball again. He could just go sit in the stands, be hurt, sit on the, you know, wave to the crowd a little bit here and there, and they still come to see him because they like him. So that's why, yeah, you got to pay me. I'm showing up. I'm bringing in all these fans, all these people, this revenue. You got, you know, this business wanting to work with you, this business wanting to sponsor and all that. That's because of me because I'm here. So I'd rather, I'd rather see Mike Pence play basketball than Gordon Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> 
Simple as that. Oh, wow. I'll take Mike Pence. That's a reach. VP. That's, that's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a reach. I would give him $120-something million before I gave it to Gordon Haywood. Well, y'all, looks like Chanel. She's not enth too enthused about them contract numbers and the amount they're getting paid out there. T, he looked like he'd rather see Mike Pence play a little bit of basketball, probably shoot the Lakers. And Sharnetta, she said pay her her coins. But we're going to see y'all again next week. We thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Say It For. See y'all.